0: Welcome back to another episode of Dear Found Her. You voted online for today's topic, and that's really important for me to mention because I want to make sure I am bringing you content that you can use. Many of you have told me throughout the last few weeks, especially with the content that I've been sharing and the guests I've been sharing here, that you're struggling with social media for your business. And so, Today, I'm really aiming to give you some little tweaks and tips that you can use to make a big difference in your business Instagram account. But before we get into it, I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk, and for those of you who are new around here, I've been building brands for nearly 25 years. I started my own company back in 2010 with a $500 investment. I grew that business to reach 3 million users per month across multiple platforms and generate seven figures in revenue for six years straight. I started this company in 2010 before social media was even a thing, and I grew it alongside the boom of social media, learning everything as I went along. I'm totally self-taught. I've, taught, I've taken a couple of classes along the way, but I really learned by experience. This was all before I led my company's acquisition to a large agency-holding company in 2019. Two years later, I exited with one goal, and that was to support other female founders and businesswomen through their own entrepreneurship journeys. Thursday's episodes of Dear Found Her are called Found Her Files. They're episodes designed to really move your business forward through a specific lesson and actionable tips that you can take right now. While there is no blueprint for founding, building, selling a business, I do hope that the tips I give you here also give you a lot to think about as you grow your own business. If today's episode strikes a chord with you, it would mean so much for me if you shared it and if you let me know, or if you left a rating and review, all you have to do is go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash dear found her, and you can leave a rating or review wherever it is that you listen. It is so easy and takes two seconds. So like I said, you voted on today's episode and you voted for me to share five Instagram hacks for your business. But I'm actually sharing 15. So, um, if you go back a few weeks, I'm going to link it in the show notes. There's another great episode where I shared, I think, like 15 other tips. It was like 15 maybe productivity hacks, which are also great tips as well. Um, but this is more business focused and things that that really can impact your business on Instagram. Some of you may have heard before, but you know, you you all some of some of these things you may have heard before. But I also know that you need to hear things multiple times in order to take action. Sometimes, so um, I'm really happy to share all of these tips with you. There are things that I use and implement all the time on a daily basis, and that I instruct my clients to as well. And if you want more, you have asked, and so I'm answering. I am bringing back my signature class, Social Media for Small Business Bootcamp. If you're interested in what it's all about, sign up for the wait list. You can click the show notes. You will be the first to know when it goes up for sale and it is likely going to be next week. I was aiming for this week, but I wanted to make a couple of tweaks. So it is likely going to be next week. So make sure you get on that wait list so you don't miss it. All right, so let's get into all of the tips and tricks that I wanna share with you guys today. Some of these also may just be good reminders and maybe just kind of a prompt for you to go back and audit some of the things that you've done already. So number one, optimize your bio. Okay. The brief lines of text that are under your profile picture, your, your name, your category, these, this is what I'm talking about and what you really need to pay attention to. You want to show off your brand's personality. You want to include some social proof. If you have it, you can do it naturally, of course, but, um, it's really important that you use keywords in your bio. And when you open up your Instagram profile and you go to that line, the the first line that's underneath your picture, a lot of us have our name there. And that's fine if you have your name there or your brand name there. But that line is searchable. And last year, I think it was about last year, Instagram increased the number of characters that you could put in that line. So if you look at mine, for example, my name is not in it. It says marketing consultant, speaker, and educator. I play around with this all the time. But you want to use keywords. What would people be searching for if they if they wanted to come across you? Put that in that line. You want to also make sure that you have your category filled out, and then of course, you know, you have you get about a sentence maybe two to kind of fill out some more description of, of yourself. It's really important that you show yourself off here. This is like your business card. So you really want to make sure that this is all optimized, okay? Number two, if you are a company or a brand and you have a logo, like a distinct logo, use it as your profile picture. Like there's just not, like if you have a logo that people know and utilize and look for when it comes to your brand, that should be your profile picture. If you have a personal brand, make sure it is a solid picture of you. And I just I think it's really important that that's distinct so that when people are are scrolling and they see, you know, you making comments or you liking things that it's very distinctly you. Number 3. Make sure that you are using either a creator or a business profile. If you are a business and you are generating money or you are using Instagram to promote your business, don't use a personal account. There's a lot of reasons for this. The biggest is your access to insights. So you can you can set up your account type by going to the three bars or the hamburger, as they call it, in the top right hand corner of your um, of your profile. You can go to settings, and then you can go to account, and then you can go to switch account type, and you can go to either personal account, business account, or a creator account you want to use either a business or a creator account because those are the accounts that allow you to to access insights. A couple of distinctions between the two. I have toggled back and forth between both of them. Dear Found Her is a business account. Lindsay Pinchuk is a creator account. You have a little more creative freedom with the creator account and there used to be some other stipulations that like you used to not be able to use certain music on your business accounts but now I now my business account is set as like a community or the way that it's set, I can use the music. So I think some things have changed. But the biggest difference between the business account and the creator account that is noticeable for me is that the business account, when it is attached to a planner, like I use Later, some people use Planoly, Hootsuite, etc., On my business account, those posts can be automatically posted. On my creator account, they cannot. So I have to, I get notified by later when it's time to make a post and I have to manually go into the app on my phone and post it. So that's a really big inconvenience to be honest. But I have a creator account on Lindsay Pinchuk because I'm contemplating the new verification process on Instagram once that takes place and once that takes effect and it has started rolling out already. I have not made that decision yet if I'm going to pay for it, but you can't have a business account if you want to utilize that function. So I have a creator account on Lindsay Pinchuk and Dear Founder is a business account. But you want one of those so that you can access insights because insights are what tell you what's working and what's not working. They are the numbers that can really guide and dictate your decisions on Instagram and on social media in general. Number four, protect yourself from hackers. This is really, really important. Don't put your cell phone number in the contact me or call me button. That is how people can hack you, okay? This is how I got hacked. I got hacked in 2022, right after I launched Dear Found Her, my Lindsay Pinchuk account got hacked. And what happened was I had a contact me button or a call me button. I can't remember which one. And my cell phone was in it. And I got a text from someone that it looked, I got a message from someone that I thought was a contact of mine. The hacker had changed the person's name by one letter. I think they added an L. It was very hard to determine, especially when you're rushing around and doing things. And they said in the t- in the message on Instagram, I'm going to text you a link can you make sure you click it and give it to me? I need it for something that I'm doing on Instagram. And I think it was verification. So they had access to my phone number because it was linked in my profile. And I got the text and I assumed that this person, who I thought was my friend, was reaching out because they needed me to give them something. It was very dumb. And I'm admittedly, it was very dumb. And I totally fell for it but I always tell people don't ever click any like links that people send you that you don't know and don't give people links on Instagram, but take your cell phone number out of your profile. If someone wants to get a hold of you, they can DM you, they can message you, they can email you, but take your number out of your profile. It, it is just one more level of protection from hackers. You don't need people to know your phone number. And when you have your phone number in your profile, and they, someone can hit the call me button, it's not like they don't see the number. They have full-on access to your cell phone number. So I just think it's not necessary, and there's so many ways for people to reach out on Instagram that you don't need to include your phone number there. Number five, maximize your URL real estate. You get one link in your, in your bio, one link. So make sure that you have it set up that you're either using a link tree, or if you use later, Later later for business and later for Instagram and social media planning, because I plan all of my social media through Later, but Later has a link in bio feature. And in that feature on Later, I can customize the buttons. I can customize what's linked. And then, of course, I can link my posts to the link in bio as well. Click the link in my bio and you'll see. I think I have five or six buttons right now that show, um, you know, like work with me, set up a time to, to talk to me, listen to my podcast whatever it is and that way when my call to action is click the link in bio for more information that information is there you can also use your own personal website there if that's where you want people to go but i do recommend having a link in bio so that you can link multiple things and not just one link in your bio number 6 use story highlights so this is something that i'm trying to get better at but the highlights are the little circles that are underneath your bio in your in your profile and what that what that does is when you post a story to your stories it disappears after 24 hours but you can set up categories and I have categories set up on mine I think it's like press podcast um, I'm trying to think what else I have here it's um, speaking gigs interviews dear found her testimonials about me um, I have a highlight for hacker help from when I was hacked TV appearances, etc. So when I post something in highlights, if I want it to appear or if I post something in stories, if I want to save it, I can have it be in my highlights. So the way that you would do that is you would go to your story and you can click more and then you click highlight. And then when you click highlight, you can select which highlight you want it to go in and that story will be saved in your highlights for people to see. I think that highlights are a really great place to, no pun intended, but highlight your business. You know, I think there are great ways to, um, you know, separate out different different categories or different products or different things that people might come to you for, and they're right there in the highlights, and people can click them. When you add a story to your highlights, that highlight automatically moves to be the first one. So if you have five highlights from left to right and you add a story to your highlight that is all the way on the right, that highlight will automatically move to be the first story on the left because it has something new in it. So that's just something to note. Number seven, always think about ways to repurpose your content. Always. I I cannot stress this enough to you. And I'm going to give you a a for example that I used this week. This week, I went to this um, amazing, incredible event for women in business. It was celebrating Women's History Month. My friend who was on this podcast, Mara Smith, Dana Gordon, Stephanie Beagleman, and um, Cassie Carver all hosted this event here in Chicago. And it was just filled with amazing, amazing women. And I wanted to post about it. So I shared about it on LinkedIn today. It's Wednesday. And I plan to repurpose that post and share a version of that post on Instagram tomorrow. Will some of the same people see it? Sure, but not all the same people. And there's just no reason why I shouldn't tweak that post and share it. Why should I rewrite an entire post when it's a really great post that generated a lot of engagement on LinkedIn? I also took that content and I took all of the pictures and I created a reel that I posted on Instagram and I wrote a very short caption underneath that reel. And now I have a reel set to music highlighting the event and showing how awesome it was and people have shared it. So right there, there's three posts that I created from this event alone and I have shared multiple pictures in my stories from the event as well, all of which have been shared by the people who I tagged, thus driving more brand awareness for me and for my personal brand. So just always think about ways that you can repurpose your content and know that just because someone sees a reel about something doesn't mean they're going to see it in your stories, doesn't mean they're going to see it in your feed. Number eight, share your brand and your company history and your backstory. This is just easy content for you to share about your business. People want to know how you got started. People want to know your history. People want to know why you why you set out to start this brand or why you're the face of this brand or the face of this company. It's important to share your history. I think it shows a lot of trust. It shows a lot of authority, especially if you have a longstanding history doing whatever it is that you do. If you are a new company or a new brand, share your experiences in your history that led to where you are today. Again, that helps build your credibility. credibility. Number nine, talk about your team. If you have a team or if you have Vendors or um, contractors or freelancers that you love, talk about them, share them. Let people know that you don't do this on your own. And that is something that I definitely am planning to get into the habit of. I don't have a big team now. I always shared my team at Bump Club, but. Um, like for example, I use Hivecast to do my podcast. They're an incredible agency that I outsource. You hear the commercial every single week in in my Tuesday episode. And I'm going to be having their founder on my podcast. And we're going to be talking all about their business, their service, why podcasting is so important. And I'm going to share that on my Instagram and talk about why they're so awesome. So it's really important that you share the people that help lift you up and support your business, especially when it's your team. Number 10, use the save feature to save content that you want to share later. And I think I shared this a few weeks ago, but underneath every single post, there's a little bookmark and you can click that and save it, save it in a collection that, you know, I have folders. I think one of mine is like recipes. One of mine is um, user generated content. One of mine is, um, female founder content. So I save it. And then I know if I want to share it later, or sometimes I just save things as a resource. For example, I saved a reel of this pasta recipe that I made tonight at dinner. And I, it wasn't like I had to say to myself, Oh God, like, where did I see that recipe? I don't like, I have no idea what's going on. I went into my saved folder and I pulled it up and I pulled up the reel and I made the pasta didn't turn out so great, but I made the pasta. Um, So make sure that you are saving content that you want to share later because this will help save you time later. Number 11, take behind the scenes video of your team working, going about their day, doing things in the office. Use this B-roll in your reels and your stories. You can never have too much video content and I will tell you, it will always get used. So take that behind the scene video and you will eventually find some time to use it. You could also set up a tripod or set up your phone against something and do a time-lapse of something in the office as well. You know, a time-lapse is a video that is up for, you know, you could have it running all day or for an hour and it's condensed into a very, very short multi-second video and it shows a change in something. So if you're building something or if there's an office transformation, anything like that, a time-lapse is a really great idea number 12 and i bet you you've never thought of this before turn off your activity status so you don't really want to let the world know when you're online and when you're when you're offline right so you want to maintain this aura of mystery i don't i don't like people seeing the little green dot and knowing that i'm active or that i've been active 2 hours ago or whatever it might be my activity status is off so how you do this you want to go to your profile you want to tap the Three bars are the hamburger up in the top right corner and go to settings. You can then go to privacy, activity status, and then you toggle the activity status to off. And then people can't see when you're on or offline. It's a great little feature. Number 13, try different hashtags. Okay, like I had a client today ask me about hashtags. What should I do? She said, she said should I be using hashtags? I'm not quite sure. I don't really know... What what like what they're used for, how to use them. Hashtags are interesting because if you use, you can use up to 30. You don't need to use up to 30. And I think when you do, you get spammed. So I would try to use, you know, five or 10 hashtags in the actual Instagram caption if you have space. And maybe an additional five to 10 in the actual comments if you can or if you want to. Now, you want to try to use hashtags that people would use in search. Okay. So like at bump club, for example, we always wanted to find expectant parents. So we would use the hashtag pregnancy announcement or gender reveal, or I'm pregnant or bun in the oven, like things like that. Pregnancy blogger, pregnant blogger, things like that. Because we knew that those hashtags were being searched and that we would come up hopefully in them. I want to share with you, I recently went on my insights because I wanted to see what my top performing post was of the last few months. Now, it was a post that I, when I saw which post it was, I literally was like, ugh, I cannot believe this has been my top performing post. But a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a few weeks ago, I posted a picture of me and Carly Waddell from The Bachelor on her podcast and That post was like my best performing post in the last three months by a long shot. And when I scrolled down on the post insights, 99% of the views from that post were due to hashtags. So I used hashtags on that post like Bachelor Nation, Bachelor in Paradise, The Bachelorette, Carly Waddell, that kind of stuff. And people right now are watching The Bachelor, which I didn't even think about. And so they're searching for The Bachelor and Bachelor Nation on Instagram. And that is why that post was seen. So you can actually scroll down on any post and you can see how many impressions were actually generated from hashtags and how many were generated organically. And you can use that information to determine if the hashtags you're using in certain posts are working or not. Number 14, boost your posts. And I don't know that we've ever really talked about this. I think maybe I've mentioned it once or twice here, but I'm not saying run full-on ad campaigns. That's like a whole other topic for a whole other day. But if you have a post that is performing well in your business, consider boosting it. And when I say boosting it, you hit that little button underneath the post and Instagram will walk you through the process of boosting it. I usually choose the key performance indicator of getting more profile visits from that boost, but you can, you know, generate more messages. There's a a few different things that you can choose from. I want people to go to my profile if I'm going to boost something. When you boost something, you can spend $25 or $30 and you can get many, many, many more impressions. You choose who you're boosting it towards, so you can choose, I want to boost it to an you know, an audience that's just like my followers. Or you can create your own audience. So I have a few different audiences set up that I've created based on location, lo- like things that they like, um, age, gender, that kind of thing. So I have one called like small business owners. I have one called small business owners in Chicago. So there's different, different um, demographics and audiences that I build to target my boosts. I don't boost posts that are like of like me and my dad or like personal posts. I don't do that. Those generate a lot of organic traction as it is. But if I have a great post like five hacks to do X, Y, and Z or five tips for A, B, and C and it does really well. I want to boost that because I want people to see the information that I'm sharing and I want to show value so that they end up following me. And I will tell you that when I have posts that are ru- like when I have boosts that are running on posts, I do see an influx of followers and often they are the right kind of followers. So sometimes for 25 or $30, if I could get 10, 15, 20 new followers, you know, it's absolutely worth it. And you can go into your insights and you can see how many people followed you based on a certain post. And so if you boosted a post and you didn't get that many new followers from it, then maybe it wasn't the right post to boost for that reason. So there's different reasons for doing different things. But I would absolutely play around with boosts. A lot of people ask me, how do you grow your followers? How do you continue the growth? It's a slow roll on Instagram, but I will say, when I'm boosting things, I do see an impact. And number 15 is to use user generated content from your customers. So sometimes you're really lucky and your customers might share content and they might tag you, and that's great, and you can use that. But you could also create an official call to action to get them to start sharing something specific. So, you know, at Bump Club, we used to say, like, you know, like on Father's Day, like leading up to Father's Day, we would say, like, share your pictures with your dads and tag this hashtag and tag Bump Club and beyond. And then we would use that content in posts. We would use it in, you know, in videos and reels. Sometimes we would just reshare it. But you can create a call to action to get your community and to get your customers to share something specific. And then you can use that content. You can share it in your stories and tag them so that they'll reshare it. If you post about them, I would absolutely reshare it or I would absolutely tag them as well. But it's a great way to create content without actually creating content because your customers are doing it for you. So that was a mouthful and definitely longer than I intended to share today. I was aiming for five and I couldn't pick, so I just shared all 15. I hope that you found these tips helpful. I hope that you try to play around with some of them and you put some of them in action. You know, it's really important to me that I am sharing with you things that you can utilize on a regular basis. And that is what these Thursdays episodes are all about you guys are really, really asking me for social media content and context, and I want to be giving it to you. Don't forget, there's a link in the show notes if you want more and you want more social media information and you want to really set yourself up for success on social media for your business. My social media for small business bootcamp is back. I'm going to be announcing it the the and for pre sale next week. Um, and it's going to run likely end of April, beginning of May, maybe a little sooner. But if you're interested in what it is all about, sign up for the wait list. It's in the show notes. The link is in the show notes and you will get more information sent to your inbox as soon as I have it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. We have two amazing episodes next week. On Tuesday, we have Rachel Katzman from Pevolve, and next Thursday, another found her files.